Podcast where we talk about uh, Majuska Gakuen, the show produced by AKB48. I am your host, Raiden. This is my co host, Elliot. Hello! And it's been a while again. Um, uh, we've been work so has busy. Been, so busy. Yeah, work, for me, work has been hectic. I've had a lot of projects I've needed to get finished. Um, it's just been crazy for both of us, so we hadn't had oh, a yeah. time to just sit down and talk. We've been we've essentially just been swamped. So apologies for the regular scheduling of this. It's probably not gonna change anytime soon, uh, particularly for me because my work is ramping up as it usually does in the first quarter of the year. Um, but we will still try to get at least two podcasts up each month. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I cannot promise it, but fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, but enough about that. Um, before we get into the meat of this episode, uh, I actually want to rebrand Idol News to 4846 News because I realized there's a bunch of other idol groups and we're not covering that's them. That's true. Because this is very much geared to the 48 yeah, fandom that's... and the 46 fandom. And so I will rebrand this to the 4846 Idol News um, more of a mouthful, but I just, I realized, uh, one day that I was like, oh, we don't actually talk about any <laughs> other groups like Johnny's or, you know, the Hello Project Girls mm-hmm. or, or not. Does Hello Project still exist? I thought so. I don't so. even know. Like, they barely? do, right? Like, I think barely, but I think they're still there. So yeah, I'm just rebranding it a little bit here. Uh, pretty late into <laughs> this season, but oh, that's okay. I figured we have now it or for never. the rest of them. Whenever we get to it. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. So, apologies, you know, to anyone who was like, hey, you guys aren't covering, like, anybody else. And I'm like, well, there's a reason for that, because this is 48, 46 related. Uh, It'd be kind of out of place to talk about other idol groups. mm -hmm. For this podcast, Anyway, um, so, any idol news, Elle? Okay, well, I'll start with the, um, the one that won't take as long. Uh, Kashiwagi Yuki has a YouTube channel, and she started uploading videos. I haven't seen any of them yet. Um, I think, one, I've been busy, but two, with those kind of videos, I usually wait, because someone will put English subtitles eventually. So, I've kind of been waiting. Yeah, I've only seen a couple of clips on uh, my Twitter timeline, and it looks really fun. Uh, she, I think she recently did a video... Uh, showing like the backstage, uh, like fitting rooms with you know her hanging out there and just chatting, uh, with the cameraman and then like, uh, with other members. But that's all I saw. Yeah, I also haven't kept up with it. Maybe by next time, I'll have at least watched one of those videos. We'll see. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and this this is older news by now. Um. But there was some astonishing news back a few weeks about uh, Keiaki Zaka 46 and oh, yeah. the sudden the sudden announcement of 
not just graduation, but withdrawal mm-hmm. um, from three members of the group. And of course, if you follow 4846 News, you know that I'm talking about Keakizaka 46's main center, uh, Hirate Yurina, aka Techi. Um, she has announced withdrawal from the group along with two other members, which do you. Uh, Wait, what yeah. were their names, L? The two other members are Suzumoto Miyu and Oda Nana, mm-hmm. who both not. Um, they haven't resigned. They've announced graduation. So they've done the more traditional <laughs> idol route of, of graduating mm-hmm. from the group. Has anyone yeah, else, so, like, resigned? Or at least anyone as big as Techi before? Um, I don't think so, right? Not to my memory. I mean, people, like, you know, they say, oh, I'm graduating, I'm leaving, and then they don't have a lot of fanfare, uh-huh. right? Um, but not someone as big, as influential mm-hmm. as Techi is, I don't think. And that phrasing of withdrawal was very, like, controversial. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it is because it's it's saying, like, I quit more than I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was seeing a lot of rumors, so take this with, like, a grain of salt. Um, particularly because this rumor came from Boonshin, and Boonshin is, like, not reliable in any way. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't know what Boonshin is, Boonshin is, like... This tabloid magazine that likes to go around and, like, basically do everything it can to make an idol's life miserable. Was that the the tabloid that ages ago was trying to say Yuko had a boyfriend? And they put, yes. But it ended was... up being Sae. Was, that that? was it Sae? I didn't even know Sae had a boyfriend. No, no, I'm saying the person in the picture was Sae, because Sae looks like a boy. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yes, that was that one God. where it was just Yuko and Sae. Um, it was Miyazawa Sae and Oshima Yuko, and they were hanging out. And Miyazawa Sae has a very, like, tomboyish look. Mm-hmm. And so people had confused her for to be a a man, essentially, and and thought that Yuko was going out when Yuko was still in the group. Yeah. Um, It was was way back in, like, 2014. I think this was actually for, like, her birthday, or, like, uh, Sae's birthday, because I remember it saying, like, happy birthday on the photo. I think it's on Instagram, actually. (laughs) I have no idea. I thought you were talking about the more recent one where um, Yuko was hanging out with a tall American man, and they were saying, oh, that's Yuko's boyfriend. To which we don't have a confirmation of yet, so I have no idea if that's true or not. Uh, regardless, Bunshin was spreading rumors that Techi was not happy with how management was... Essentially, that she had a lot of control over how the group functioned, and she didn't want the newer gens, or like, or she didn't want to have collaborations with Hinarazaka46, which is like basically... Uh, Keiaki's little sister mm-hmm. um, and that she would tend to like jump over management and go directly to Aki P for like input and just like bypass everybody else and had a lot of control on how the group worked I really doubt that Yeah, I really do yeah. like that has no I, I really don't think that's how it works I, I feel like what's more likely is that she quit because of how they treated her. Oh, yes, definitely. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Because they 
would push her so much. They they she was hospitalized like mm-hmm. several times. And she, like um, she fainted on stage several times, right? Yeah, she got a broken arm from falling off stage. Like, you know, it she worked herself so much that it, I mean, it was either leave or she's going to kill herself doing this. Yeah. Um and I think it's more than anything management's failure. Mm-hmm. Uh and part of it too is is Keiaki Zaka 46 was super successful, but in a way that is almost detrimental to their growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm a fan of them. I love their work. I love what they've done. However, they, the way, if we were to compare them to, you know, AKB 48 and kind of the way that they grew as people. Uh, and as stars and as as their fandom grew, it was a very slow progression mm-hmm. where they were able to kind of slowly build and figure things out. Mm-hmm. Versus Keiakizaka, which kind of rise to the top exponentially in such a fast pace that I don't think they were necessarily prepared for in any way. Oh yeah, and um, and it mm-hmm. just kind of ended up being a mess in that law in that quick process um, Mm -hmm. from their rise to success. And I think that part of their, like, extreme fast track to success is partially because back when AKB started, the internet wasn't as popular. Not as many people were using it. The spread of information, especially of, like, groups uh, outside of Japan, wasn't easily Mm -hmm. as accessible. Heck, it's still kind of hard to find things for, like, Oh, it's 48 so hard. Six groups. God forbid you like a group that's neither of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but now uh, with social media, especially with things like Twitter, um, it's really easy to be able to spread out stuff like that, and that's why. Um, uh, this also kind of goes. Um, this is my one mention of K-pop. With K-pop groups, it'll be like they know nobody. Nobody knows them, and then like a video can go viral and then suddenly they have millions of fans. It's that same kind of yeah. thing. So I just mm-hmm. don't think management was prepared for it. Um, they probably yeah. weren't expecting I mean, Not at first, but I, I would feel like, you know, eventually they would have tried to implement measurements um, <laughs> to man. protect their girls. Not but this, no. Not this um, management. No. <laughs> No. Oh, not them. <laughs> um, and and to put you know Techie's health and her welfare above the money, but obviously, they don't. You know that never happens. They don't care. Um, and and thus there was you know this happened. She withdrew. Didn't have graduation. Um, just completely cut off. And she's gonna continue being in the industry, and I'm happy for that. Oh, I hope good. that she, you know is able to go do her own thing at her own pace mm-hmm. I hope she in a takes way a that break. won't she needs it. Yeah, in a way that won't like affect her health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's yeah, it it's it sucks because I would have loved to at least given her a send off. Mm-hmm. Um or that she would have gotten one because she deserves it for all the hard work. But I think she was just so fed up that she was just like, Yeah, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, other than that, was there anything else? Um no, those were the main main things that I wanted to cover for news today. Um, mostly okay. because I haven't been paying attention. 
for the most part because I've been so busy. Um, oh, I will say, um, Mogi Mion and uh, Nana and Yuiri's channel is also up. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. They're all living together now, I think, oh, to cute. do this. And I'm just like, oh. it's really adorable. Um, definitely check it out. I can see all four of them being very much, or they are starting to become, I would say, um, kind of almost the new face of this, you know, for the newer gens. For the, well, they're not new, new gens, right? They're, they're, they've been around for a while they're now, the- but... Um, they're the old new gens becoming the face of the group <laughs> you know yeah essentially yeah. like uh pushing the group and they're becoming the image for the group and i'm very happy about it yeah um so they if you really it. want some cute stuff to watch definitely check out their channels on youtube i don't know their channel names uh it's probably something in japanese probably. uh but it's on it's probably on twitter somewhere as well yeah i think if you fall like if you go to okada nana's uh twitter she retweets mm-hmm. when the videos come out. Yeah, I think so. so. They they promote it mm-hmm. for sure. So check any of their Twitters. I'm sure they're all promoting it and talking about it. And if you want to check out their stuff, yeah, they'll be there for sure. Um, but other than that, uh, let's dive into this episode. Because um, we talked a little too much again yeah. about Idol News. But it's been a while. so There's been uh, a lot and some very important things happening. Okay, well, since we're going to get to the episode, I want to give out the warning again that I gave out at the end of the last episode. Uh, this episode has very ex- excessive... Dis- well, this podcast episode will have very excessive descriptions of violence uh, to the mm-hmm. point where it's almost gore in some cases. So if that makes you uncomfortable, I think it might be best to skip this episode because it's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, listener discretion advised... Um, we won't yeah. be hurt if you guys skip the episode. We want you, you guys to be comfortable, so. Just want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, feel free to skip this, but I mean, uh, it, this isn't necessarily visual, um, but again, uh, this, you know, approach this at your comfort level. Uh, that being said, uh, we start the episode with flashbacks of the previous ep um about you know the power of friendship won the day and obviously sato has to resort to extreme measures to be able to finally beat maida at least she hopes so Mm -hmm. and we cut to this scene um once we're done with the the flashbacks and it's a dark and stormy night (laughs) Uh, here at Majijo, and um, there's a figure laughing. Using more of those <laughs> in... uh, bad shadow effects from the last episode. Yeah, it is. <laughs> to try to silhouette this per- this this person. But we're getting, like, uh, flashes of lightning as there's this laughter going on in the background. Very creepy, very mysterious, and we get a glimpse of the person's face, and it is it is Gekikata as uh, they're sit- they're sitting there in the the light, I guess of the lightning mostly, although I don't think they did a very good job at lighting this scene because they're still light coming in through the window, <laughs> um, biting their nails, and then suddenly the theme song starts. <laughs> That's it. 
That's the intro for this episode. Very jarring. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's pretty jarring, but I, you know, it's Maji and their cuts have always, their cuts this season are not that great. Um, so we cut to the intro. The only difference, again, is they show Gekikara tearing a picture, um, but other than that, it's pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. And then it starts with its favorite transition, the grill. Oh, God, Yeah. <laughs> They really like this so much. I, I'm dead. I never realized um, how much they use this until watching this, yeah. this for the podcast. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my god. <laughs> Please find another transition. Please. Uh, and so Dharma's like, hey, the food's burning. And you, we pan up to see Team Hormone is looking a little nervous and not as... They're not talking as much. They're not chatting as much. They looked a little bit scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do when, like, Daruma tries to mention Gekikara's name. <laughs> and they're like, hey, hey, don't say that name too loud, okay? <laughs> it's like almost like a curse. Um, and you you can already get the sense. I mean, if the intro didn't give it to you now, mm-hmm. I mean, this kind of just reinforces the sort of fear that Gekikara evokes in people, mm-hmm. which, you know, if you compare that to the, you know, previous queens, like Shibuya, uh, Black, there's definitely, they're definitely feared, but... Not in the same way. This is tef- like, Yeah, not in the same way. The With Shibuya and Black, I feel like it was more of an... In- they were intimidated, not necessarily scared, but here it, it mm-hmm. definitely looks like they're more scared... Maybe then intimidated. And there's a good reason, and we're gonna find out what that reason is. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely. Uh, and, you know, they, they talk about how Gekikara was put in um, reform school, mm-hmm. but that she didn't quit school necessarily because the principal has this sort of plan that's like, no student left behind. I find it hilarious <laughs> because... Uh... Yeah. Very much reminds me of public school in the United States. <laughs> At least the schools yeah. I went to, where they're like, no, we're not holding anyone back. You have to either mm-hmm. go to a different school, specifically for these kind of students who weren't prepared to graduate, or mm-hmm. we're forcing you to graduate. <laughs> and yeah, I think it's hilarious that this Yankee school and the schools I went to are have the same kind of like morals about this. I think it's so funny. Um, because, I mean, it's a Yankee school. I, I think, you know, their goal is to just get as many graduates mm-hmm. through as possible, regardless of if they've been there or not. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Hormone's like, this is serious. Like, this is someone you do not want to fuck with. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, Gekikara is, like, hopeless. Like, she... in Dharma's like, is she really that strong? Um, and it's interesting that, you know, they're like, well, not necessarily strong. And definitely we get a sense of what they might mean by that as we progress through the episode. Mm-hmm. Um... And we get this funny bit where, like, uh, Mukuchi almost speaks and to Im- give her input in this conversation, and then she kind of thinks twice about it. And <laughs> yeah, she's like, like, oh my oh, god, just, just <laughs> fucking say it. <laughs> it's 
so funny. <laughs> uh, and then they start. They do start talking about Kikata a little bit more. Um, where they're mm-hmm. like, oh, she she's not completely sane. Gekikara doesn't really care about winning or losing. Mm-hmm. Gekikara really just loves the violence. <laughs> and they're saying, yeah, like, she's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mukuchi does this, like, little sign, this, like, X crossing her arms, like, X That's sign. So uh, she's <laughs> so like, this funny. bad news. Uh-huh. But it's, it's interesting to hear kind of, like, someone's normal, like, a norm- normal, like, quote unquote, mm-hmm. normal student's perspective on a queen that definitely does not care about things like winning or losing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see that in the way that she fights. But Dharma is very much like, I'm just trying to protect Atsuko and I'm counting on you guys too from Team Hormone to, to help us out. <laughs> and they're just like, we don't even know her. <laughs> like, what? <Yeah. laughs> she means nothing to us. <laughs> Um, and I, and Dharma's like, yeah, we're comrades though. Like you shouldn't be so like rude and cold like that. Um, and Hormone is very much against appearing like they're allies. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I think they very much know that's dangerous. Um, and Dharma's like, it's okay. And then she's like eating the meat by herself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she's like, I'll protect everyone. And I'm like, Dharma. No. <laughs> You'll try. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I um, love her. She's and great. Atsuko is in the background or rather the foreground, I guess, mm-hmm. of this conversation. Um and she actually looks kind of at ease, you know, like not worried in any way. Definitely more relaxed than she's been before, mm-hmm. at the very least. Um and when the scene transitions to her and Dharma, you know, going home and, or walking home and she even sort of participates in, in Dharma's discussion about mm-hmm. parfaits and chocolate sundaes <laughs> and even showing slight interest and in being like, or like, you know, not being as cold as mm-hmm. she's been, like, as we've talked about before, definitely involving herself in the conversation even if it's just a little bit yeah even even Dharma when um uh, like really to Dharma being like oh i know the difference between chocolate parfaits and chocolate sundaes she's like oh like Dharma is kind of surprised not in a bad way but she's surprised that you know maida actually is mm-hmm. it, at least slightly interested in the conversation She's happy about it. It's yeah. very cute. Yeah, it's great. Um, but it, the moment is cut short uh, because they see a giant ass smear of blood oh, it's on their like, usual way home. Like, I am someone who watches and listens to uh, a lot of true crime stuff. And sometimes when they show, like, crime scenes, this is what it fucking looks like. There's blood everywhere. (laughs) And I'm going to be honest, if this wasn't the Maji universe where, like, they're completely not human, (laughs) they would be fucking dead. Whoever that blood came from, they would be dead (laughs) for losing that much blood. Um, Or or just unconscious. But, like, well, I mean, we see who it is, like, as Dharma's like, mm-hmm. what, like, what is all this blood as she follows the trail? Mm-hmm. And we see, um, we see two figures and we see the cloth of, uh, the Kabuki sisters of the usual, like, kimonos that they wear. Mm-hmm. 
and it's covering their heads as they're tied their uh-huh. hands are tied to the fence almost like as if they've been like sacrificed <laughs> yeah a little bit but they also kind of remind me of um well two different things one where it's like slaughtered pigs because they get hung up by hooks <laughs> oh jesus and okay the other one is kind of like bait kind of yeah that's a good way of putting it um because as they're trying to untie this and dharma's like who did this and um what i find funny though before wh- we keep going on uh-huh. is that dharma is like could it be like she's asking Maida, could this be the oh system? yeah i'm like girl who else has these things are you kidding me i know like who else would wear this <laughs> nobody else would wear this um and kokabuki is like hey just stop like it, they're bloodied um they're they look like they're su- on the brink of death. Yeah, they're super <laughs> fucked up. Okabuki is like, to Maida, who's trying to untie her wrist, mm-hmm. she's like, just run, you know? And we hear this, like, tapping sound. As yeah, it's more like a clacking see... sound. It's like someone's dragging well, yeah, clacking something sound. across the, yeah. the uh, chain link fence that they're tied up against. Mm-hmm. And we see... Uh, Gekikara actually walking around the corner holding an umbrella a very <laughs> very tattered very torn apart umbrella that's also covered in blood as they are I mean she herself is covered in oh, blood yeah. like there's just blood everywhere and they're playing this really like intense music and I want to say that it only seems to stop like the moment that she speaks mm-hmm. and then it continues again like right afterwards uh, yeah, giving this very... effect of like like, I don't know, like, it makes her seem, like, just... I know that we talked about last episode, like, oh, Black, despite her powers, is still considered human. Mm-hmm. I would actually say the opposite is true of Gekikara, that this almost make her, makes her seem inhuman mm-hmm. um, in I, some respects. I don't think it's this season where they mention it, but I know at some point Gekikara gets mentioned being a called a monster or a demon. I think it depends on whatever translation. Um... Mm-hmm. But it it's fitting, them being, like considered non-human. Right, and um, <clears throat> you know, Gekikara says this, you know, her infamous catchphrase that kind of people really loved in the fandom when this fandom. Oh my was god! Alive. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, there's so many yeah. pieces of art where Gekikara is just being like, "Hey, are you angry?" And that's it. And it's like, oh my god. <laughs> Well, it, it says, hey, are you mad? I was spe- right. specify You're... that. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, and she looks to, you know, Okabuki and Kokobuki, and she's like, oh, just break everybody. Like, you know, very much a disregard mm-hmm. for everything she's, like, a disregard and then an amusement of what she's done, because she starts laughing like a madman. Um, uh-huh. And I want to note about her laughter because uh, I remember, like, her laughter is one of the distinct things that makes Gekikara Gekikara. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, I don't remember where I read this, but the actress Matsurena, she included that laughter herself. She added that flavor. Oh yeah, I was, and I think she did such oh, an yeah. amazing. I was going to talk towards the end about what uh, Reina added to Gekikara because it is more than just the laughter. 
but right it is but in this moment i want to mention i want to mention that because it's you know her laughter is kind of the focus of this particular scene because Mm -hmm. you know we get these weird like jarring cuts of her like biting her nails but like her nail like her hands are covered in blood and she's just cackling Uh like a madman i think there's a hair in one of her hands too i remember pausing partake at like a spot to write notes and then i was like it was that a hair on her hand (laughs) (laughs) maybe um but yeah like daruma gets this really like disturbed face and Mm -hmm. just gets in between uh gekikara and maida and what i what Uh, i find just like Please leave us yeah. alone. What I find funny, though, as soon as Dharma walks up, Gekikara immediately stops laughing and just stares with, like, mm-hmm. this vague face of unamusement. Slight yeah. anger. Like, oh, you ruined my fun. Exactly. <laughs> and Gekikara stops to look and then continues to bite uh, her nails and just laughs and walks away. Just <laughs> completely walks away. Uh, without any regard to just what just happened. Doesn't even answer the question, just kind of turns around and walks away, laughing. And so, leaving that behind, we cut to this scene where the fr- the freshmen from uh, the Rapapa group are coming into the club room. And, okay, I want to call them about this because they've laid out Shibuya in Black's jackets mm-hmm. as if they died. I kind of like the idea Uh because it, I don't know if I, I threw a couple ideas around where it was more like a shame thing where it was like I've lost I've been defeated here take these um mm. I'm unable to fight or it was on the other hand being like a um if I know it doesn't matter because they're gonna be Yankees Yankees even if they don't my other idea was that um they Gave, they put their jackets there because they're unable to fight. Um, so if people were to see them, they would be like, okay, maybe they can't fight. But the thing is, Yankees don't give a shit. <laughs> no, so I, I feel, think it is more of a shame yeah. thing. Yeah, so I think that um, one Because it's like, likely. you've lost, so uh-huh. give up your jacket. Even though, like, it's not a... of spoilers, like, they all keep their jackets anyway. I, I, yeah, <laughs> it's not a, like, a... F- forever thing that's why i kind of had the second mm-hmm. idea because they spoilers they come back um and they mm-hmm. do have the jackets again so i was kind of that's why i was kind of playing with the second idea even though the yeah first more i never really understood i mean i guess it for like plot reasons they put them up there so that like the freshmen could interact with it because they do they they start mm-hmm. taking the jackets down and they're like oh like should we try them on? You know, uh-huh. like, and obviously they're, like, they're not supposed oh, yeah. to be doing this, but... It's, like, kind of... Uh, to me, it was, like, oh, that's probably, like, taboo for them to try to wear them. Um, yeah. But they're even, like, no one's here. It's okay. It's okay. We'll just do it really quick. Um, and then just put them back mm-hmm. before someone comes up. And as soon as uh, Showa grabs and pulls Shibuya's jacket off of the hanger, Sada walks in with Geki... <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she tries uh, Showa has a longer skirt so she's able to kind of hide it behind her but they all stand in line mm-hmm. like oh shit okay and stand at attention and yeah. Sato is holding Geki's shoulder like she has to drag them into the room and of course the f- I think that mm-hmm. no you go first 
No, sorry. Go. No, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead and finish this. No, I was gonna keep going with the episode, so you go with your thought. Well, I was gonna say like Geki probably wouldn't have come up on their own, oh, yeah. to be honest. Uh, so yeah, I could see Sato having to drag her there, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously Geki shrugs off her hand like harshly and is like, "Whatever, don't touch me." Can you explain to me um, what expression Sato has on her face? <laughs> When that happens. I don't... Because I can't I read don't, it. I, I don't know what it is, but I can't well, read it. Part of it, I think, is like... She's like, yes, I have this... You know, I'm going to sick Geki on Maida. I'm going to win this. I'm going to put this to an end. Like, Geki Car is crazy, but I'm going to use her. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be fine. You know, like, I think it's very much like a premature feeling of, like, winning. Okay. Even though... I that's how I see it. I it's odd to have the way that she's looking, you know, kind of like smirking and smiling. And um, I think it's also like funny to her to see Geki Kara like fuck with the freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, I because Geki Kara mm-hmm. does start fucking with them. <laughs> and I also had this idea. I was wondering, like, um, because as Geki Kara is starting to like mess with the freshmen, Sato saying things like, "Oh, she's crazy." Don't go near her, which I find hilarious because Geki's right in their faces. It's a little late for yeah. that, Sato. Um, but it yeah. makes me think, like, have they never met Geki Kara because Geki Kara was in, uh, in the... Technically in prison. Yeah, reform school. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't actually think about that because now, yeah, now that you mentioned, they would have technically met Geki, but... It may just be that Geki also was like never around. I mean, that's all <laughs> for them possible. to like interact because like Geki Kara doesn't seem to really care so much about that, mm-hmm. uh, about you know introductions and such. And she's not, she does not give a fuck about the say the way that things are run. Oh or, yeah, or or stuff like that. So I I could imagine them actually knowing about her but never meeting her. Mm-hmm. But it could just be that the freshmen came. After yeah. they put Geki yeah, that Kara was, in reform school. That was my idea. Because it kind of makes sense. Because if it was like, let's say, mm-hmm. it was the middle of the school year when Geki gets a, a put into re- reform school, it gives mm-hmm. Rapapa time to see the freshmen coming in and then picking them. Mm-hmm. So the thought is they probably got picked to be a part of Rapapa after Geki uh, got put into reform yeah, school. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. But Geki Kara continues, continues to fuck with these poor freshmen. Oh. Um, she tears a picture that's hanging of her uh, and starts to stuff the, like, torn pieces into one of the freshmen's mouth. Uh, she, she just pulls lets one her. of their earrings. She like, just lets her. Yeah, I mean, what what's she gonna do, you know? I like, mean, she's terrified, so I understand completely. But it's still funny to me that she just lets Geki put picture Geki's picture, by the way. It's a picture of Geki. Well, I mean, like, I imagine they've heard all the the horror stories about Geki Kara as well. Yeah. You know, like, I, I and she's their senior. Like, mm-hmm. what can they do other than let that happen to them? Yeah, I guess, um, I guess that's And Sato's sitting down on her chair, and she's smiling and smirking, and she's like, okay, Maida, like, what are you going to do about this? You know, like, what's, what's your game plan mm-hmm. for handling someone like Geki? And um, we actually cut to Maida uh, on the roof again, kind of in thought. She's not even reading her book. No. Like, she's not even trying. She's just kind of just holding it, like, 
loosely in her hand mm-hmm. and is having like flashbacks about you know how Gigikar approached them and we uh sort of get this uh cameras this camera angle of like a farther away look at Maida mm-hmm. and we pan to like someone's legs as they're kind of coming up onto the roof before uh we transition to Here's the part this scene and oh man god yeah this scene it, is the transition into this scene <laughs> is akicha rolling on the cuz she's on the floor rolling to the side and spitting mm. up blood yeah that's, there's a ton that's of the, it <laughs> that's the transition into this scene actually i don't think it's akicha i think it's actually mukuchi okay or Bungie, one or the like, other. It's, it's Mukuchi. Okay, it's Mukuchi. Mukuchi just spits up a shit ton of blood because... Akicha's the next one on the stairs. That's why. I forgot Mukuchi was first. Yes, that's why, that's why, yeah. Um, and they're fucked up. Oh, yeah, there's, like, they're all completely bloodied. There's blood on the stairs. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure someone's head probably got smacked into them really hard. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, it's not Mukuchi. Oh, no, that had to be Unagi, because Mukuchi's up the stairs. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell, because, like, the camera's moving so quickly. Yeah, it, that's uh, one thing to mention. And they're it's all just... going through them, just showing yeah, the complete and it's carnage. Bad. <laughs> that's happened. Yeah, it's really, really bad, because they all look super fucked oh, up. Yeah. Um, and Gekikara's laughing and biting her nails and doing her usual sh- creepy spiel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and we pan to Woda, who is trying to get yeah, away. Yeah, she's trying to crawl and, away, mind you. Yeah, and I just want to comment on Woda and Sashihari knows, um, acting here because the desperation, oh, the yeah. fear, it's so it's genuine. So good. It's so it's very good. genuine. I mean, I can't blame her because one. I mean, Gekikara's is beating all of her friends, and they're super fucked up. Mm-hmm. Two, she's also super mm-hmm. fucked up, and is still being chased, chased in quotations. Yeah, um, by Geki. And three, now Geki's just had her cornered. And like you, and I, I don't know, like the they, they did such a good, like job of like portraying that like, she's also like sweating like pr- you know profusely, mm-hmm. and like her mouth is just blood. And I don't know, like they did such a good job with this particular scene. Mm-hmm. And it really hits home how terrifying Gekikara is. Oh, yeah. Um, because she now has this pencil in her hand. Mm-hmm. And and it looks almost like she's going to stab Woda in the eye. Yeah. But, like, uh, y- you can hear Woda, like, begging, like, please, please, please do yeah, don't do yeah, that. She's, please, I'm she's begging trying you. to plead with Geki as much as possible. And mm-hmm. Geki stops for a second, bites their uh, fingernails, and is like, hmm. As she's, be- as Woda's begging and begging and pleading for them to not do it. But then Geki gets a smile on their face, s- snaps the pencil yeah. in half, and just grabs Woda's head with one hand. And we, mm-hmm. we don't see what happens. We cut to no. un- the rest of Team Hormone, like one by one by one, as we hear her screaming in the background. And and Geki and it's laughing. It's such too. a good scream. Oh, oh God! It's it it a really scream is. Scream of agony and oh pain and combination with the laughter. It's just it just really sells it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's 
completely terrifying and you're just like sitting there like whoa <laughs> like i did not expect this <laughs> the show to like head in this direction surprise um, yeah this is why no, i gave so the warning good. of ex- descriptions of extreme violence because we're getting yeah. there <laughs> yeah no we really are uh but it cuts back to uh with Maida on the rooftop and we see this girl and she's wearing like this cardigan she has like um definitely looks like a freshman she looks like a baby she does look like uh, a baby <laughs> well, yeah like and she's just watching Maida broken body joke <laughs> yeah <laughs> but she's she's watching Maida and Maida looks back at her and their eyes meet and we actually get a title card um here and it says uh Majiska girls school freshman Edina. Is this the last one we get? Uh, I don't remember if this this is the last one in the whole season, or if we get one more. It might be. We might get one more, but I don't quote me on that. I'm not yeah, sure. I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, let me watch ahead. But then I was like, no, no. No, no, no. Stick to the one episode. Yeah, so they just share a look, but then Arena goes away, and Maida is left to her thoughts once again. She's probably like, as who is that kid? <laughs> who let a child in yeah. here? <laughs> she's like what the fuck <laughs> um, and then we get emotional we whiplash cause now we're suddenly yeah, we do get emotional in the whiplash. hospital with Yuko and her old man friends and they're playing a game which the um, the, the sh- translator does actually give us a note on in a second but they're all saying mm-hmm. I forgot the name I think they tell us the name it's Shiritori I think is what it's called right I make sure my pronunciation, my pr- Japanese, you know, my Japanese pronunciation is not good. <laughs> oh, wait, I have it here. I have it here. Uh, it says, yeah, Shiritori is a Japanese language game that that can't be played in English, essentially. So the lines have to be translated directly is what it says. But essentially, it's a word game, right? Because in, you know, in Japan, they have um, characters, not necessarily things like consonants, more like characters that are combined together, for example like ki, ka, ku, ke or sa, shi, so, su something like that um, so it's essentially like a word game for them if you've ever watched AK Bingo, they actually do a game for that, the older AK Bingos anyway, mm-hmm. um, with the bad boys they, they did games like that where it's shiritori essentially you have to make up words or phrases based off the last word or phrase someone has said but yes it's not something that can necessarily be translated uh directly definitely more of a japanese culture thing Mm -hmm. but they are playing this game and they're all around in a circle and they have a theme going on uh i think it's like Something to do with, like, Yakuza gangster kind of theme. Like, something they would say. (laughs) Um, And Yuko's like, you guys are not... Like, because eventually it, like, kind of devolves into they're not even, like, following the theme (laughs) anymore. And she gets mad. (laughs) It goes around one more time as they're starting to say things that don't make sense. And uh, her friend, that's immediately to her right says something about killing a certain person in a split second. I try to look up who that person is. I couldn't fucking find him. I think you mentioned it was a wrestler, yeah, but I'm but not like, sure. I, there, Google came up with nothing. So it was like... I don't know. It, it's not really that important. I know. I was just, it was a curiosity <laughs> thing. But... <laughs> As they keep going around the circle and Yuko's just like, hey, that doesn't even work. 
uh, the guy, her, yeah. her gay friend who's on her left is going to start, <laughs> he's trying to start saying something. Um, he, he was going to say penis. That was the word. He was just going to say penis. Yeah, he started saying like dirty, he was going to start saying dirty words and, and she was, she's like, you know what? You <laughs> lost the game. So go get us drinks. They may be woman love woman and, uh, men love men. Like friendship. She's still not gonna let him say the word penis. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. I mean, she's also underage. That's like, true. I don't know. You, you are right. Uh, that's pretty sketchy. But yeah, so he's just like, oh, fine, but I'm gonna take everyone along with me. So the point of this game was dumb anyway. I, and I noticed they actually have drinks I know, already in front of them. I know, that's what I was gonna them, say. So I was like, like, you go. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you go. What the fuck? She probably yeah, just wanted just, I... them to leave, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it was, um, because she's still thinking about the episode before where uh, Sato had slapped her, mm-hmm. uh, and the realization that Sato knows that she's gonna die. Yeah, and it's you got such a look of sorrow on her face, um, and I don't know, it's it's pretty heartbreaking mm-hmm. as she's kind of sitting alone in this, you know, and we get a, like a look of like a bird's eye view look of her. Sitting alone with this table, um, surrounded with nobody, and, uh, it's like that one song in, like, Les Mis, was it? All My Friends Are Dead or something? Like, there's just empty chairs and empty tables that's kind of in that way, Mm -hmm. sort of in that same vein of angst, um, because we transition to, uh, Sato alone, that same bird's eye view of Sato sitting alone in the club room. Uh, thinking about how Yuko has very limited time left. Mm -hmm. And she hugs herself because she's like, there's no time. And she looks like she's about to cry and it's really heartbreaking. And we kind of get this look of like, uh, we get this, the camera as it pans, as she's kind of hugging herself and it pans to um, the tattered Majijo flag like hanging above her. Uh, almost, I'm gonna get all English major here. Please do. And, uh, well, like, the, the, I, I mean, there's probably no thought in this at all, and I'm just overanalyzing everything, but, you know, the angle in which they took this, uh, shot with her, like, below the flag, almost like having to bear all the responsibilities of running this school on her own Mm -hmm. and by herself kind of hanging over her and ho- like over her grief that's almost overshadowing the grief of I'm losing my best friend mm-hmm. you know to time and I and I can't stop it and it's really sad yeah. you know that that concept of it uh, and it's funny because we see the red of the flag and it actually transitions to the red of Gekikara's hands as she's you know once again super bloody uh, and is marching down these stairs. Decided to beat to her somebody next else. Up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it actually cuts to the nurse's office. We went so long without seeing mm-hmm. this asshole, but un- unfortunately, he's back. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, they kind of have to include him in this. Yeah, in because... this episode, understandable. I mean, to be fair, he's he's also in it very briefly, so it's like okay. Mm-hmm. This is the most okay I am with seeing him. Because <laughs> he's he's there for a very small purpose. He did his job. He's gone. <laughs> That's it. 
Um, but he's there taking care of Mukuchi's on the the bed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's her. And he's talking about um, Wota, and as he's being his creep self and is lifting the little cotton ball that <laughs> had alcohol in it, probably, uh, that he used to dab the wounds on mm-hmm. Mukuchi's knee. He's like, I called an ambulance for uh, for Wota. And it's like, that's a pretty significant thing for Yankees yeah. because they're beating the shit out of each other all the time. I'm sure mm-hmm. plenty of times people have gotten like concussions or even like broken bones and then just didn't go to the hospital. So for whatever happened to Wota, for him to have to call an ambulance is very significant. Well, it just speaks to like Gekikara's like strength mm-hmm. right and her power and also in regards to like i guess i would say her disregard of the yankee code of honor mm-hmm. right because i mean you beat somebody and they're beaten right? yeah but what Kiki Carr is doing is just torturing them mm-hmm. and that's you know that's more than just having a fight and just that's the end this is having a fight and then continuing to you know, inflict pain on others for the joy of it. Mm-hmm. Well, like um, they said, Geki Carl just loves the violence. Right. And it just it just speaks to that uh, and speaks to her character. And, you know, Dharma is just like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, and, she, and like, she's like, mm-hmm. what happened? Like, why did she go in an ambulance? And, and Team Hormone's like, they stuck, she stuck a pencil up I'd, I'd like nose, to mention. Like, jammed up like, of it. They, um, they're very quiet, which is very yes. not normal for them. They're, they are just all kind of sitting there mm-hmm. quietly. Even da- like Dharma is like, are you guys mute too? Like, it's kind of a joke about yeah. Mukuchi. Um, but they're probably all just extremely traumatized. So they're all just sitting there I mean, like, yeah. Like, probably trying to process what's happened. Well, part of it, too, is, like, you know, Bungie comments, like, everyone ab- around Maida's being targeted, mm-hmm. you know? And they're not, and for them, particularly, they're, like, we're not even friends with her. Mm-hmm. Like, we have a very thin connection with her, and Gekikara went after us anyway, mm-hmm. you know? And they're reeling from that, and I would even say they're, like, super angry oh, about yeah. it. yeah. Um, yeah, they definitely are. Because it's, like, you know, like... They, like I said, they have a thin line, a thin connection to Maida, and, like, this comes out of nowhere for them. Mm-hmm. And they know they, they didn't stand a chance against someone like Ikikara. Yeah, they even were like, no, we want to, they kind of, earlier in the episode, were trying to distance themselves from Maida. It, I mean, mm-hmm. it does kind of come out of nowhere for them, but I also think maybe they would have known, like, hey, being associated with Maida yeah, is bad. Yeah, I think you're right. We shouldn't, you know, we should try yeah. to distance ourselves. They didn't do a good enough job, obviously, because Gekikara still went after them and, like, greatly wounded all of them and, yeah, I mean, literally shoved a pencil up Rhoda's nose. So, yeah, of course they're yeah. angry. And, yeah, and, and Maida, it pans to the outside of the nurse's office and Maida's walking and kind of sort of listening into the conversation about mm-hmm. this. Um, before it transitions to Geki, uh, sorry, Gakuran slamming, being slammed into a chain link fence and Gakuran looks 
fuck. Fucked up. So like, fucked up. Oh my god. So fucked up. God. And um, and like Genki Kara almost like chokes them out. Oh yeah. Like no lie. Oh, it it actually like it keeps going back and forth between this fight. And I would like to mention that um very different from the fight with Black where Black is like no I is being really fast and like no one can touch her. Bakaran's punching mm-hmm. the shit out of Geki right back, but Geki's not yeah. stopping. It doesn't mm-hmm. stop Geki. Nothing stops Geki. No. Um, but it also goes back to the hot, like the um, the scene in the nurse's office where team someone from Team Hormone, I think it's Bungie, that's like uh, mm-hmm. nothing is being associated with Mida is a bad thing, and then she's talks about Geki and is like. Geki might not be satisfied with using a pencil next time. You know, Geki Kara could go farther. And now we see Geki choking out Gakaran. Then <clears throat> laughing hysterically. Yeah, and I want to say, like, as uh, their fight continues down to, like, I guess near the pool, mm-hmm. Geki's like, oh, you're Maida's friend. To which Gakudan's like, it's not friendship, it's love. And actually has <laughs> God, time enough to, like, take down uh, some mints. Like, I know. I'm just like, Gakudan, the fuck? He <laughs> You're has about to, be, to die. He has to be dramatic in his last breath. Has to let people know, no, I, was, I loved her. <laughs> As he's about to die. Yeah. Um, and you see Gekikara laugh. Like, it's almost like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's so funny. And grabs Gakudan by her hair. And just, we get this shot of, like, Geki Kara's about to just slam Gakuron's face into, like, this cement. I think. The cement part of, like, the pool. Yeah, I think. And um, it's just like, whoa. They they definitely don't show it. We're definitely not gonna hear uh, Gakuron's head slam no. into the thing. But they, I think they do make, like, a drum sound or something. Like, it's. Yeah, they do. I think so. I don't want to call it a rim shot, because that's not correct. Um. Um. A slamming sound. Yeah, some slamming some sound as we cut back to Maida. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, they don't show the it, but we, we design, see enough of it to get. Yeah, the audio of this yeah. episode is really good. <laughs> no, I, you know, as someone who, you know, that's kind of my job to do audio, mm-hmm. like, I love the audio in this episode. I think it's probably one of the episodes that has the best oh, yeah. use of, of sound effects. And it's just, it's just so great um, because it. The audio tells so much that not necessarily everything we see, mm-hmm. but what we hear, we can understand what's going on through the story. And I just, I appreciate it a lot in this episode because um, that kind of slamming sound almost transitions to Gekikara doing that, like, that same sound that you hear with the umbrella that she was doing earlier with Okabuki and Kokobuki. You're right, yeah. Kind of resonate through, uh, like, Atsuko's head as she's kind of zombie be like walking through the school yeah it, it's very similar to how um when all of those posters had been put up calling Maida a murderer and how she kind of regressed into her, her own head and mm-hmm. dis- uh, disassociated it's the same kind of thing um right she's definitely going through ptsd right oh, now yeah. and we get even get like flashbacks to like the blood that was on the floor from the Kabuki sisters. Mm-hmm. She ends up walking past the cl- the classroom mm-hmm. and Team Hormone as she's going through all these flashbacks and hearing them being like, 
there's nothing good about being associated with Maida and all that stuff. Uh, she walks past the classroom and Team Horomon notices her. Mm-hmm. And well, Daruma calls out to her, okay. and right. and uh, yeah, and Bungie gets up and is like, she looks like she's about to go fight Maida herself. Oh, yeah. Like they all look at her, like all of them turn to look at her, and there's so, you could like taste the palpable anger oh, yeah. from all of them. And Dharma explains, yeah, they were beaten up by Gekikara, but I, none of the words seem to be like processing in Maida's head mm-hmm. uh, because like you know Team Hormone comes up and and they're like yo like Gekikara beat up the Kabuki sisters beat up Gakuran um, and like they're like do you know what this means you know like do you know what you're doing right like why aren't you doing anything like everybody around you is being taken out and you're just not doing mm-hmm. anything and it's very much angry at her uh in action, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Uh, and we get this scene, too, where they're arguing behind Maida because, you know, Daruma's like, hey, like, back off. Like, it's not Atsuko's fault. Mm-hmm. And and Daruma's like, yeah, and, like, I wasn't even beaten yet, so... And they're all just like, well, it's probably because she doesn't think you're actually Maida's friend. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and I'm just like, damn! <laughs> and I guess, I don't know if you want to talk about here or about the or towards the end, where it's like, it does give us a little bit of insight into like how what Gekikara thinks is a friend. Sure, let's let's talk about it. Okay. Um, what were you thinking of? Well, because the the whole episode, spoilers, um, Gekikara doesn't really go after Daruma, but Maida's yeah. never fought Daruma. But Maida has fought Team Hormone, Gakuran, the Kabuki sisters, um, the person we'll see next, mm-hmm. which literally will be right here, so I won't talk about it. Because <laughs> I want to talk about yeah. that shot, because it's a good shot. And so it's like, possibly, Gekikara, in, because, I mean, they love violence, and they're also a Yankee, and they have been for a long time, uh, probably considers, like, you have to fight somebody to become their friends. Because, let's be real, they probably did fight at least Yuko, um, if not the other members I'm of sure they, I'm sure Geki fought, like, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said at least Yuko. Most likely was everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but Geki yeah. does consider them their friend. Their friends, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't know, it's yeah. interesting to me that it's like, in they think you have to fight somebody to be considered friends. And to me, that's why they never went after Dharma. Because it's like... Well, you didn't fight Dharma. Dharma's below mm-hmm. you. Why does this matter? Yeah, I, I can see it be that way. I mean, Atsuko, or Gekikara could also just be like, oh, it's just an underling. Like, it's, exactly. You know, meaningless. Like, lower, you know, just, yeah, I, I could see what you mean by that. And I, and I can agree with that. That it's very much like fighting is what makes friendship. It's similar to how Yuko has told Maida before, even. Like when you fight somebody, mm-hmm. right? You gain you gain a, a a bond with them that you wouldn't get anywhere mm-hmm. else. And I think in a way, Gekikara also subscribes to that thought. It's like, oh, you fought them, well, you, now you have this bond, and you 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 form this bond through fighting with mm-hmm. them, and that means that you care about mm-hmm. them, and that means that I have to target those people. Yeah. <laughs> and. I actually want to talk to be about. Honest, Geki probably learned that from Yuko. No, exactly. Let's well, be real. I, that's what I'm saying mm-hmm. that that Gekikara subscribes to that same thought process that Yuko subscribes mm-hmm. to, 
And I actually want to talk a little bit about this later, about the way in which Gekikara targeted these people and how that affected Maida. But we'll, we'll get to it okay. because this next shot that we get as, you know, Team Hormone it's and so Dharma good. are arguing behind Maida um, and Maida's having this kind of mental breakdown. Yeah. We um, do actually hear... Um... I think we hear Geki laughing vaguely in the background. Like there, mm-hmm. it's yes. it's a distant laughter, which is good. It's good because mm-hmm. it's like that's what Atsuko's hearing in the back of their head. This imminent threat mm-hmm. of Gekikara laughing. About yeah, what's happening? Mm-hmm. God, so good. And then we see this hand reach out from behind the camera and touch. Mm-hmm. It's so bloody, and it touches Mida's face. As we're hearing the laughter. Mm-hmm. And then I think it actually cuts that commercial. <laughs> it does. But it cuts back to that same thing. And I want to comment that when I had first watched this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baby Me in 2012. <laughs> um, I thought that it was Gekikara's hand shooting yeah. out towards Midas' face. That's the point of the scene. It's supposed to make you think it's yeah. Geki. And it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Because. It's so good because it's like, oh shit, she's like right here, uh-huh. right? Um, then- but no, mm-hmm. the. It's not, you know. It's actually Chokoku, um, who's yeah. also super fucked up. Super, super fucked up. Mm-hmm. And she is, like, after, like, touching Midas' face, she's holding onto Midas' shoulder for any sort of balance and is like, you should stay yeah. away from the school for a while. I wrote notes. Hold on. Yes. <laughs> uh, I love that they made uh, Chokoku look sweaty. Oh, she's... And just... Oh, yeah. So sweaty. Like, she... Yeah, I don't know. They made her look just so fucked up and beat up. And part of it is also Akimono Sayaka's acting, mm-hmm. kind of selling it. Um, but yeah, so she she tells Maida, you should leave. And then continue, and then passes out, uh, mm-hmm. causing the two groups in the back to be like, oh shit, Chokoku. I do want to kind of talk about, like, I know we keep stopping. Yeah. No, it's okay. But I do want to talk about uh, Chokoku being like, you should stay away from the school. And, like, I've, I definitely think the sentiment is kind of appreciated because it's, like, that shows Chokoku cares about Maida. But at the same time, it's, like, mm-hmm. we joke that they all have a, a Maida radar <laughs> or, like, a GPS tracking yeah. her. So I think it wouldn't really matter because Gekikara would find no. Maida. And even if Geki not being there doesn't know necessarily the way Maida walks home, or anything. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. what if Geki went and visited Yuko, and Maida's there? Maida's working there. And Geki would just yeah. silently, not silently, probably slowly follow Maida home. Or start a straight-up fight at the hospital. Like who? Probably more likely to start Or the hospital fight. parking lot. Yuko in the background's just like, <laughs> oh my fucking god, stop. <laughs> yeah, I could see it being like, her not being there isn't gonna solve the, the issue. Yes. You know, like, it's Gekikara is just going to keep hunting everybody down anyway. And we see Maida and her, like, PTSD is like, oh, again? You know? Her soft little again. She hasn't said much this whole episode. I think, other than her talking to Dharma, this is the first time, Mm -hmm. this is, like, the second line she's spoken in the whole episode. It's it's good. It's good. Her, Her soft little again is so sad. But yeah, we, we get brief flashbacks that we've seen before. Um, 
her when she was younger getting into a fight, um, her running down a hallway of some sorts, and then one of the bracelets she wears on someone's wrist, very, very, very bloody. Um, and then it cuts back to present day, and she says, it's my fault. And I'm like, no. No. Yeah, and it's, and you know, like, uh, what gets me is that, like, you know, coming from an episode, right, where she sees the power of friendship prevail, mm-hmm. right? These people who she fought and has formed friendships with, and we saw her progress and grow, mm-hmm. right? And it and this episode is like taking her back, right? Like as her character development just recedes. Yeah, I wrote. I think. I think in my notes, I wrote. Um, it's like re-traumatizing, Maida. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, and you just see Maida walk away, you know, and in this really, I really like this shot because it's just her. Mm-hmm. And it almost seems like the hallway is endless before her. And yeah. she's just kind of like slowly and it's walking also away. empty, which is rare yeah. in the school. You know, I mean, people pro- might have uh-huh. saw Chokoku and went, oh shit, and moved. Um, but like, usually yeah. there are people around, even if it's one or two people, but there's no one in this hallway that she's walking yeah. through. Yeah. Like, cause Yankees are nosy. They want to know what's going mm-hmm. on. But f- the fact that they're not here. In this moment means how serious this is, right? How dangerous they they can they see the situation mm-hmm. being, uh, and we cut away uh, from this scene. And uh, before we keep yeah. going, I uh, very briefly, it's it also is kind of like symbolic of maybe Maida trying to isolate herself again. She's walking into this empty hallway, away from people that she knew, away from Dharma, who definitely she's at least kind of considered a comrade at this point maybe not in her words she wouldn't consider her a friend but an ally and she's walking away from them into a a hallway where she's going to be alone yeah i could definitely see that yeah i definitely love that that uh, that concept that you were talking about of her isolating herself because it is what she's doing essentially because she's just reliving Mm -hmm. whatever happened in her past and she's like okay i have to recede back into myself i can't allow myself to be around people anymore Um, because she is taking the blame Mm -hmm. for this Um, even Mm -hmm. if it really isn't her fault and so we cut away uh, and this this part is very jarring to me Uh, I Uh felt very I felt this part in the episode was unnecessary but that's just me Um, yeah Dharma is angry frustrated because you know she hasn't had a confrontation with Gekikara at all and Mm-hmm. Part of it, I think, is because Dharma's like, well, I'm her friend. Like, I am her friend. Like, I need that validation. Mm-hmm. Right? Even if I end up being, mm-hmm. like, a total mess, at least I know, right? That other people see me as my yeah. best friend. Uh, and so mm-hmm. she goes hunting down, like, the stairs outside, trying to find Gekikara and yelling out her name. And she sees a shadow coming down the stairs. And... They do this thing in, in the show where they make it actually seem like the figure is Gekikara walking down, but it, then it transitions to, like, a different figure, almost male-like. As it all, It's kind of mm-hmm. weird. It's very quick. It's almost easy to miss. The the, the shadows coming down yeah. are switching. <laughs> Dharma does this, like, hugs the wall. Almost does, like, this cronk thing from Emperor's New Groove, you know, where he's, like, trying to be sneaky. <laughs> she, tra- she does the same thing. <laughs> um, and she... Um, 
she jumps out at the person that's coming down the stairs, and it's obviously not Gigikara. It's the poor old it's teacher. It's the teacher. Yeah. The poor teacher. He, he, like, screams because she turns around, and, um, and it's like, to him, he's suddenly being attacked. Yeah. And she gets so mad, and she headbutts him. Yeah, she's like, don't scare me like that. And I'm like, dude... Come on. You scared him. And the, the poor guy's like, I'm sorry. I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry. Like, I'm just like, oh my God. I'm bad for this guy. I know, me too. Um, That's what happens when you're a teacher at a Yankee well, school. Well, <laughs> if you're a teacher as weak-willed as he is, yeah, you're definitely going to get pushed around mm-hmm. a lot. Um, But we cut away as Dharma goes stomping up the stairs um, to Maida again. And uh, she actually encounters the freshman and like as if they were yeah, all I waiting for her. I think she walks her. by the Rapapa cold. I think she's walking by like the stairs up to the Rapapa cold Oh, I room. think you're right. Because it's later I think we see Sato walk down them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the same stairs or it's a coincidence. Probably a coincidence. <laughs> um, but yeah, the freshmen are all sitting at the base of the stairs and she looks at them Briefly, and not all of them, but two of them kind of, like, nod their head, like, gesturing that there's something Mm -hmm. at the end of the hallway. And she turns, uh, Maida slowly, like, turns to look, and we see Gekikara at the end of the hallway, covered in blood, laughing maniacally as they have these pair of scissors, and they're cutting up several things. One of them being a fan... Mm -hmm. From the Kabuki sisters, one of them being Gakaran's headband. And I would like to mention, it, it keeps cutting back to Mada's face, Mada is fucking pissed. Oh, she's so angry. And it's a oh, barely restrained kind of anger. Because she approaches Gekikara and is look and looks at all the, you know, uh, all the... She, Gekikara even had, like, bloodied, like, high, was it poetry from uh, Chokoku? Yeah. yeah, she took the the cards mm-hmm. from Chokoku, which also for poor Chokoku, because that to her was like, I'm using these as a way to show my victories, and now someone's taking yeah. all of them and essentially destroyed yeah, them. Yeah, and and Mina's looking at like, all of fuck these. Fuck you in your future. And she's you know thinking back to the the previous fight with Black and and seeing them all smiling and eating the chicken wing of victory and and you know mm-hmm. all their faces of them as they helped her. Uh, and Gekikara is there just smiling at the destruction, you know, before them. And she's like, you know, your mm-hmm. friends are being beaten. And Gekikara laughs because she's like, oh, you're seriously mad. Yeah, Maida even asks, like, why are you doing yeah, this? Yeah, she Gekikara does. doesn't give a real answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gekikara's just like, are you mad? Mm-hmm. Maida just, as time goes on, is just angrier. Yeah, she's angrier. like, this is so, like, she literally says, this is so stupid. Like, what you're doing is so yeah. fucking stupid because, you know, for Maida, it's like, there's no logic behind this. There's no- nothing mm-hmm. but utter chaos and destruction and for no reason. At least, you know, to to Maida's eyes. Gekikara is like, oh, so mad. And then their fight begins. And this fight, oh man. It's my favorite fight. Yeah, it's my it favorite is. fight. It's so good. God, it's the, and like, it's there. That's just it. It starts. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're throwing punches at each other in the hallway. They're kicking each other around. It's 
Ugh. It's so brutal. It's so, it's so aggressive. I mean, Gekikara very, plays uh, dirty. She doesn't care. She bites. Mm-hmm. You know, she uses chairs. Like, any kind of thing that, you know, most Yankees would be like, oh, this is a one-on-one. Like, I have, like, this special mm-hmm. ability or skill. No, it has nothing to do with that. It is just an ugly I, kind of fight. And it's I, so good. I think the word I used was it's a very raw fight. Physically, yes, not that's emotionally. A, that's, um, that's a good way to put it, yes. It's very raw, uh, very metal because it's <laughs> it's very aggressive, and like there's that one point Geki has bite up against the wall. Geki's biting Mida's yeah. ear, and to get Geki off, Mida has to sit there and punch Geki several times, times. Yeah. and then has to kick Geki Kara away mm-hmm. just to get them away from yeah. her. And they they tumble into a classroom. Uh, mm-hmm. But before we continue, which, I, it, which is funny, the floor is covered in cardboard. Yeah. Like someone was prepared. Like, <laughs> oh shit, Geki Car is on the loose. Better put cardboard on. No, the you know floor. what's funny to me? There's like this graffiti like by the door oh that God. says, uh, yes. "No, sir, yes, I'm not drunk, sir. It. Not drunk." <laughs> it's so good. It's really funny. <laughs> I'm just like that's like the oh, worst God, thing to I have right it. here because I'm laughing and this fight is not like in any way laughable. <laughs> yeah. Um, God. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. It is just so raw because Maida is so angry. Like, I don't think any of the queens have made her this pissed off. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't even think she said, like, anything about, like, being serious. Like, there was no no words of Maji. There was none of that, like, build up there. It was just uh, all, like. No build up, but Geki does say the word Maji. She does. But it. I don't think in this case. It ever mattered. No. I think Maida was going to fight no, her it even didn't if matter. Geki didn't say yeah. it. Because Maida's glasses, I think, were on the floor by- before she said it. You're right. You're right. I remember now. Um, but yeah, like, Geki Kara, so, like... Maida was ready to throw down. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Geki Kara, like, hits her with a chair, um, which gives Maida a head wound. And Geki Kara's just repeatedly punching her. Like not even God. stopping. We skipped. We skipped one part. I do want to talk oh, about is what? like before Geki hits Maida with a chair. Maida is choking out Geki. Oh yes, yes, you're right. Like, has her in a chokehold because, to be honest, I think knocking Geki unconscious would be the only way to stop Geki. Mm-hmm. I think so. Cutting off air supply. Yeah, I think Maida knew that to too. As Geki Kara's beating up Maida, like. Her friends actually come in, which is Gakuran and the Kabuki Kabuki sisters. Gekara stops and takes out and like chucks like, or says like I'm gonna kill you, and then chucks mm-hmm. something at them. I can't actually. I don't even know what it is. Some piece of wood. Some furniture. It kind of looks like um. I don't think it's furniture. It reminds me because there's certain types of I don't know if they're rulers or protractors mm-hmm. that are used in like geometry where they're triangles. Oh okay. Uh, so that's what it kind of looks like to mm-hmm. me. Like, whoever was using that room was maybe into, like, arts and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because the room actually has plastic all over it, too. So I, I do think it might have been Like an art supply room? Maybe an art... Yeah. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Um, that would explain the cardboard, actually. But yeah, like, it's... This fight is so violent. And there's... 
like I, I think part of it's like there's no fanfare, there's no tricks. It's just what it is, you know. Yeah. It's messy. It's gory. The Gakuran and the Kabuki. Kabuki oh, I always stumble on their name. The fucking Kabuki sisters, um, <laughs> is you know they're trying to like help, right? And Gegikara mm-hmm. like is using like I I like that she uses everything at her disposal, like mm-hmm. you know, Gakuran tries to like get a hold of her. She bites Gakuran's leg. Like the Kabuki sisters push her against the wall. Well, against the wall is like a broom, and she's gonna use that to attack them with it. So it's like yeah, Gegikara not only is a extremely tough fighter who has a shit ton of endurance. But I would even say, mm-hmm. like, Gekikara is very much an environmental fighter. One that uses the environment oh, around definitely. them and is very good at it. And it makes it makes them a, such a, like, deadly character. Yes. Because not only are they physically strong, I know that the Team Honomon said that Gekikara is not necessarily strong, but I do, they, they definitely are. Yes, um, they are. But it's... They also are strong in other ways. Like you mentioned, Gekikara has this unhumanly in- endurance, mm-hmm. you know? Because obviously, they literally just went and beat the shit out of Chokoku, and now, here they are again, fighting not only Maida, but Gakuran and the Kabuki sisters. Mm-hmm. All at once. All at once. And they're still able to stand. And, yeah, I think um, you're right. And then that. being able to use the environment, it's... They're... They're very good fighting. Yeah, no, it's... Um, messy, but good. It's effective. I mean, like, if you think about it, like, all you have to be is the last one standing. It doesn't matter how you get there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, and mm-hmm. that I think that's how Geki just really fights. It's just like, I'm going to be the last one standing. Mm-hmm. I'll take all the hits. Because there's really, like, no... Other, other than using the environment around her, there's no thought other than I'm just going to keep punching yeah. until something else happens, right? Yeah, I made... I think I made a note... Um, where it was it was comparing the fight with Black versus this kind of fight. Mostly about Black versus Gekikara's fighting style. Black is fast. Wants to get in, get out, essentially. Where Geki, it's um, drawn out. How long can I last versus this person? It, very much a uh, hair versus the tortoise kind of thing. Where it's like... Like I mentioned last time, I equate black to a cheetah. Go in real fast, knock out the person, you win. Where Geki is a little bit more akin to a wolf. Because wolves and other kind of canine predators are what we call like marathon predators. That might not be the right word, but they stalk their prey. They don't go in for the kill and try to just get it at that point. They follow them until they're weak. So this is that same kind of thing. You keep going until your quote-unquote prey is tired. And yeah, I mean... Sorry, I thought about no, this too much. No, I... <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about this now. Um, So when we okay. first... You know, when Gekikara and Maida first interact, right? With, when they try to free the Kabuki sisters. Um, mm-hmm. And Gekikara asks, are you mad? Uh, and mm-hmm. obviously, like... Maida doesn't respond, but I think everything that Gekikara has done up to this point was to get Maida to come to her, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. cornering, she's essentially cornering Maida in every 
aspect, right? Like, you will not be able to mm-hmm. rely on any of your friends because I'm taking them out one by one. And, you know, people would think, oh, like, Gay Car, like, I say that Gay Car has no thought when she fights, but I will say that you're right. Like, she is a, you know, she will hunt her prey for a really long time. And she did that effectively because she slowly mm-hmm. took out, you know, all these people that Maida was close to giving making it sure that Maida was mad when she came right that she had no thought that she would have mm-hmm. essentially no backup I mean you know her friends came anyway but she slowly whittled away Maida's defenses so much that she got into Maida's head and that takes a lot of mm-hmm. thought that's actually really I don't know it's pretty brilliant if you think about it yeah I I'll talk about it a little bit more at the end when we are giving our final thoughts on the mm-hmm. fight um, even though we're kind of doing it now. Um, more about specifically Gekikara's character mm-hmm. than um, and how it comes to fighting. But we should probably keep going right. with the fight. Um, so they end up back out in the hallway uh, with Maida. Well, Gekikara's like, oh, you're friends. And Maida like, is like, they're not my friends um, or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. And Obviously, Gekikar doesn't, like, believe Maida. Because um, oh, if, yeah. if they were not your friends, you wouldn't care so much. You wouldn't be this angry about it. And then, like, Gekikar actually goes to, like, try to hit Maida with another chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Maida actually, like, tackles Gekikar. Mm-hmm. And this is how they end up back in the hallway. Yes. And I also very briefly would like to mention there. <laughs> My blooper knowledge keeps coming back. Uh, there is a scene. This is why I think that this is an s- actual school that they were use- using mm-hmm. and not just like an abandoned school. Um, because there's a blooper where Reina, uh, who plays Gekikara, lands against the wall like she does in the show, but she gets a bloody handprint on the wall <laughs> instead of onto the cardboard that um, I think Geki actually ends up putting her hand against. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So they end up tumbling out uh, with Maida eventually landing on top of Geki and trying to punch the shit out of her. Gekikara is still conscious, even after all of this. Actually, hold on. There's a- it first starts with Geki. Geki tackles Maida to the floor, and Maida's actually punching Geki, like, get off of me, get off of me. And Geki at one point grabs Maida's arm and just chops into it. And you hear this such this such pain to scream mm-hmm. come out of Maida. Yeah. It's it definitely well, applaud to Achan being an incredibly good actress. Mm-hmm. It makes you to me, it makes me feel the just how much pain she's in. Mm-hmm. Also doesn't help that they do play like a crunching sound. Yeah. I was gonna say the sound <laughs> effects like, on this Christ. episode are on point. They, they really get you to feel things mm-hmm. and just, like, the weight of how much uh, Gekikara is doing to these people. Yeah. So, like you said, Sato actually is coming down the stairs and she's seeing this all happen. Um, and as, while she's watching, we actually see another person coming down the stairs. Uh, and it's Nezumi. And, and, you know, she does this thing where she's like, oh, wow, a fight. You know, like, pretending as if she really didn't know what was going on. Um, Mm -hmm. and we actually see that both Nezumi and Sato are talking. We don't hear what they're saying, but they're definitely discussing something as the fight rages on, uh, 
behind them over there on or I mean down the hallway. Uh and eventually Maida just gets up and is confronted with Sato who's standing before her. And so Sato looks fucking intimidating as fuck. Like Oh she does. She and looks she's amazing in this shot. And we we actually cut to commercial, but it literally just comes back to the same shot with her standing down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Glaring at Maida. Yeah, looking and... down on her, even, I would say. Oh, definitely. And Maida oh. just stares at her, like, bloody, like, a mess, like... This is the worst we've seen, Maida. Yeah, it's... Let's just put it that it way. It is the worst we've seen her. Um, They kind of just have a stare down, but eventually Gakuran mm-hmm. and the rest come out to try to regroup. Uh, and when Maida looks back, Sato's gone. Um, And so they're all standing there, like... Breathing heavy, like tired. Yeah, they're all standing there, like, okay, that's it. We won. Gekikar is still right mm-hmm. there. Gekikar is literally right behind them the whole time that they're like, oh, thank God that's over. Yeah. And Geki, Geki, I think, I think the scissors Geki was using before were still on the floor. Yes. Um, and Geki picks them up and slowly stands back up. Mm-hmm. And I was having this thought in my notes, um, where which I might talk into a little bit more later where it's like would Gekikara have gotten to the point where maybe she would have killed Mina um and my I was hemming and hawing about it and then I saw this part and I was like oh yeah maybe but it's cause Gekikara just straight up goes to stab Mina yeah with the scissors and they're not like tiny scissors no they're not the, the scissors you would use at school these are like almost steak knife no the big the big steak knife like length mm-hmm. scissors they're fucking huge yeah how they have this in the school i have no clue but it's not like they have any regulations anyways <laughs> it's a yankee school um but yeah geki goes to straight up just stab Mida yeah. uh, in the head yeah like or in the neck either Genki's one going for the head um, or the neck gakuran sees Double it last her, minute and like saves Mida, mm-hmm. and they all go tumbling down Mida stays upright uh but kicks geki <laughs> Uh, way um and geki kind of tumbles forward and she says that okay this line that she says next i found was so interesting um because she's like laughing all crazy it, and stuff mm-hmm. but maya just like kicks her in the face and geki kara is just like hey maya you're like the angel of death she and then geki actually after they stand up ashley is laughing and is like wait no, no. yeah no, the god of death. Yeah. And can we talk about it? Because it's interesting, but I also am like, why are you saying this? Without getting into spoilers, because it's kind of like, hmm. Um, I... We're literally going to talk about what happened next episode. Yeah. So. I think she says this line... Well, I never really thought as... Like, because it's hard to understand what Gekikara is thinking most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's all, all most of what Gekikara does other than hunt her prey, right? And plan that is mm-hmm. kind of chaotic, wild, and in the moment. Um, mm-hmm. But to Gekikara, it might seem like Midas just bad luck. You know, like she just gives that air of mm-hmm. bad luck. Um and that might be it. I don't really know. I mean, other than, like... Maybe it's possible. Like, I mean, I don't know how much information Gekikara got 
once they got out of the reform school mm-hmm. um from Sato or if they saw Black and Shibuya um I don't know how much information they got but maybe they 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 at least maybe they knew about like the posters calling Maida a murderer and maybe they're just playing off of that it, it could be like, maybe they did hear how that kind of affected Maida and is like hi I'm gonna fuck up your life more it's possible. I feel like I don't know. I mean, it's possible that not, Sato it's, it's, has said something. I'm not but sure. It's, mm-hmm. We're not really given any clues as to why necessarily Gekikara exactly. says this. It's just kind of out of the blue. But mm-hmm. it's. I like it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I like these two lines um, because it almost reinforces Although it being what. Out of the blue kind of fits. Yeah, but if, <laughs> it fits Gekikara's character, character. But it cements to Maida like her fears right like i'm i'm the curse mm-hmm. right i'm the thing that brings people bad luck i'm the thing that causes all this terrible things to happen like it's me mm-hmm. right and it cements those fears in, in maida's head and Gekara laughs about it uh and it's i don't know it it i feel like it's more powerful because the way that Gekara looks like bloody and broken and spitting out teeth yeah, Geki spits out a tooth. Yeah, it's, uh, it kind of just sells it makes me wonder. It also makes me wonder how many teeth has Geki lost. I made a joke in my notes where it's like me holds a microphone to Geki and is like, how many teeth have you lost? And Geki's like, I don't know, I can't count. Yeah, I mean like, you know, once she spits that tooth out, she, she actually starts to walk away. And she's like, hey everyone, mm-hmm. you should stay away from Maida. Like, for someone of Geki's, you know reputation of everything that just happened for her to say that mm-hmm. i mean i don't know i just think it speaks it's very, volumes it's pretty um, oh yeah it's very like significant yeah i also like to mention mm-hmm. that geki walks away yeah like, that's that's also very significant because the last two were completely knocked out mm-hmm. black by an accident and also not by maida and Shibuya by Maida, but in one hit. Right. So the fight to be, A, this long, and B, for Geki to be able to leave mm-hmm. standing is speaks powers to how strong Geki is. Yeah, I mean, literally. she... Gekikara didn't lose. Gekikara just got bored and walked away. You know? Like, yeah. That's, that's wild, you know? how And, we, you know, mm-hmm. looking at how she turned out in this fight, it's like, you're bleeding everywhere. How are you still alive? <laughs> god dang yeah but uh we cut away or we don't cut away uh the group is left standing there and dharma comes running out wearing like bandages all over her head but they're like poorly wrapped bandages too um (laughs) and it's very obvious she's she's actually just faking it where she's like runs up like ah ah gekikara got me and they're all just standing there like, you idiot. Yeah. And even, even Gakuran's like, it's over. Yeah, you're too late. And Daruma's, <laughs> yeah, Daruma's actually kind of sad about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she takes off the bandages, but she's like, why? I'm the person closest to to Maida. Mm-hmm. Why was I never targeted? Yeah. Uh, again, I think it's part of that she needs that validation. Partly because I don't know if she... Mm-hmm. I mean, she believes she's Maida's friend, but I think there's a small part of her that has that doubt. Um, yeah. And she needs that, like, 
physical validation of it so that she can be like, oh yes, I other people will also see me as also sees me as her friend. Um, yeah, instead of just her unknown, right? You know, and Maida just you know even though Dharma is just like, oh I, I'm you know like why didn't she target me? I'm glad the fight is over, and she tells Atsune, hey mm-hmm. like great work, and. Atsuko is just like, I'm not your friend or anything like that, and just walks away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For you just to say, you're not my friends or anything, like, why did you even bother? Like, all, all you went through was for nothing? It, It's... I mean, it shows how she's regressing back to how she was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, it's... But it's still, like, a slap in the face to all yeah, of Yeah, it and is. It does show Daruma and... Like, the camera does focus on Daruma and the Kabuki sisters, and they are kind of just staring at her like, what are you talking about? Right. And they're so fucked up. Mm-hmm. They're so, so fucked up. So it, it is a slap in the face to them, but it definitely is both a little bit... Of like, well, it could be on one hand, Atsuko's just Atsuko's stubbornness. Because mm-hmm. like even before she was like, I don't have any friends. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. But this is definitely, I think, a little bit more of that like regressing. To, um, I mean, it doesn't help Keiki the entire time. It's like, yeah, stop hanging around her. Only bad things are gonna happen. So she's regressing, and it's like, I don't. None of you are my friends because she, deep down, does care for them. Um. And doesn't want them to continue to be hurt like this. Because, holy shit. Yeah. Um, We transition now to somebody walking near the principal's door as she's talking about how, oh, yeah, since those transfer students came, it's been nothing but trouble. And I'm like, well, I mean, you're a Yankee school. You have every day is trouble for you. I don't... Mm -hmm. Anyway. um, So the the poor teacher that got smacked in the head by Dharma is, is, you know standing there uh, as the principal's like doing flower arrangement um, mm-hmm. and she this is really interesting because she's like you know the reason I let uh, Maida transfer here was because even though she has a violent nature she's different than the other girls here and I wanted her to clean up the school I don't know I, I think that's pretty fucked up no, it really is fucked up. Even the teachers, like, you literally just brought her here so you could use her. Yeah. Like, even even he's like, hey, that's wrong. Yeah. You know. And, you know, the principal's like, yeah, but not just that, right? There's something else, right? She has a sad mm-hmm. past. And we actually... Uh-huh. And as she's saying, like, this part, we see actually Dodoma's walking by the principal's office. Mm-hmm. And she hears her talking about Maida. So she leans in closer. Yeah. And is, like... Listening in. Listening in. Yeah. And it's, it's, it just really just reminds, it's a, it's a definite parallel between what happened last, last episode with Sato hearing about Yuko, you know, but now it's Dadama's turn to hear about, um, Atsuko and it's like, oh Jesus. Yeah. Um, we cut to like Maida, well, as where this whole conversation is going, Maida's actually outside cleaning all the blood off and then it transitions to Sato talking and she's in the club room with the one queen left who happens to be Torigoya. And 
subtle remarks mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, you're the only one left." And, and get and she's Porigoya is a, aware of the situation. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Well, Gekikara was beaten, right? So it's impossible for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not that strong." Right. And she's trying to get out of it because mm-hmm. she she well she, she's definitely ditzy. I don't think she's that ditzy to the point where she's not aware of she's ditzy but she's not stupid right she she knows what's going exactly. on exactly um mm-hmm. and sato doesn't say anything at first she just approaches her and almost like kabedons ka- her <laughs> kind of yeah and she's like oh it's impossible in your current condition and Potagoya's like what are you talking about at first mm-hmm. and <laughs> sato says this line mm-hmm uh, I forgot. Oh, fuck, I forgot what the line is. Hold I on. I think it's, are you cooped up, up Torigoya? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. And it, whatever it is, it just sends Torigoya into this weird, like, mental space. And it has, like, these different effects where it's like, there's the Torigoya, and then there's another Torigoya behind her, and then it shows flashes, like, these grainy flashes of a chicken coop mm-hmm. and chickens and stuff like that. And then it cuts back to Torigoya, and she's, she's like, shaking her head, like, trying to shake it off. Mm-hmm. And Sato just grabs her head and is like, no, no, it's okay. Just let it happen. And I'm like... No, she tells her, you've yikes! got no choice. That's what yeah. she says. She doesn't say, oh, it's okay. No, she's like, you don't have a choice. Uh, I think she says it's okay afterwards, Maybe, actually. but, like, like, yeah, but at first she's like, you don't have a choice. And then Torigoya's like, does Yuko know? And big yikes. Sato is like, no. Uh, it's a no. Yeah. She doesn't need she to doesn't know. Need to and know, it's very. Yeah. Uh, it's kind reminisce. of. Yeah. Just the words in particular remind me of like a cheating plotline. <laughs> Dead. In a bad drama. Um, but it's also very manipulative. Yeah. And what was the word I used? Hold on. I, I used the word. <laughs> Past me was smart and remembers words but i current me is dumb yeah i I would say it's manipulative because sato like you said is like i know it's painful like it's painful right it's very like a kind of like manipulative but also vaguely like assaultive kind of thing kinda because people kind of say those kind of things when they're in some cases when they're assaulting somebody yeah not necessarily like fighting ways. Mm-hmm. So this this part always makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, because like Sato's like, oh, but think it's of Rapapa, you know, like this is for their betterment, uh-huh. right? Like what you're doing is for them, even if it makes you uncomfortable or or things like mm-hmm. that. And Tori Goya slowly agrees. Oh, she to even it. says things like, "I know it's painful." Yeah, that's what I was like, saying Ugh. earlier. Like. Yeah. She acknowledges oh, that this is going to make Torigoya experience something that she's not comfortable with. Uh, but it mm-hmm. cuts away to Dharma still listening in um, to the conversation with the principal. And the principal's talking about, or is, is saying, oh, do you know the incident about the schoolgirl that lost her life? Uh, and to which the teacher is like, oh, the Yagi girl school student, right? And she's like, yeah. And the principal's like, oh, Maida is connected to that incident. And Dharma's like, what? Asune? You know, like, like you said, it's it's mm-hmm. very much a parallel to, you know, Sato finding out Yuko's dying um, in that way. 
and we cut back to Atsuko, who is try- still trying to clean off all the blood, because there's a lot of it. Um, uh-huh. She's getting there. She's getting there, but she's still trying to wipe it all off. And we see that same freshman earlier uh, approach Maida, and Maida looks up, and the girl, she's like, you're a murderer. And Maida's like, uh... And then the girl's like, you killed Minami. And then the episode ends. And the episode ends as Maida just, like, looks That's at it. her like, oh, shit. <laughs> We're finally getting to, like, the meat of Atsuko's trauma uh, next episode. Mm-hmm. Next episode does get really dark in a different kind of way than this one is, right? Yeah, this one was very violent and gory, mm-hmm. but next episode is very, um... I say mentally dark. Um, yeah. Oh, here's what I was going to say. It's more akin to, like, psychological warfare. Yes. Than physical warfare. Uh Exactly. So the episode ends. We cut to behind-the-scenes looks. I will comment that they actually did get hurt in this fight, because Maida has, like, an ice pack on her leg. I'm not- I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah, no, this- this- (laughs) I'm gonna be honest with how absolutely- violent and raw that fight Mm -hmm. is i'm not surprised someone actually got hurt i'm just glad it wasn't someone accidentally actually got hit with the desk Mm -hmm. yeah we get you know previews for next episode i actually don't want to talk about the previews um if you're watching along you'll see but i want to save all of that for next episode because it's just really interesting yes i agree and very very dark a lot that goes on yeah so much but yeah so that's Episode 8. Uh, what is the name of this episode? Because again, we always keep forgetting to like it's, give the names uh, for these. I think it's like Gekikara, the most evil of the four heavenly queens. The one that in the um, episodes of the translation that I'm watching, mm-hmm. it's like Gekikara, the most evil of the four heavenly queens, smile. But I've seen other people translate it as uh, laugh. Yeah. Which I think fits a little bit better yeah, I think actually so than as smile well. uh, because Gekikara's laugh is so important yeah it's iconic both to her the character oh. oh yeah um I was gonna say both to Gekikara as a character but also to like the episode and with Maida mm-hmm. but uh, speaking of Gekikara's character since I know you mentioned that Matsui Reina uh was from what you read, was the one who just like came up with the idea of her laugh. Yeah, um, I was gonna say as well. Reina like that's just her had... laugh. That's really just her laugh. Yeah, that really is just her laugh. <laughs> Which is like, on one hand, I feel bad, but at the same time, that's just how she is. She can't really change that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say one thing that she definitely, like, definitely had control over. Um, I believe this is said in Reina's graduation video, like her documentary, uh, where she was talking about Gekikara. She said that she actually was given some design choices. Oh, okay. Like she was able to help come with the design. Like I think Gekikara's hair actually was her idea. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, and if what you said about the laughter thing is true, then the laughter. And I think it's only in this season. But in certain likes, Gekikara looks like they have heterochromia, like one eye's brown, but the other one's gray. Um, that was also Reina's idea. Oh, okay, interesting. Too. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, surprise. Um, which I 
to me, it's like, oh, that's even cuter because in that same documentary, Raina talks about how while she was already popular in SKE, uh, she was still way behind Jarena uh, in popularity. Mm-hmm. But Gekikara actually pushed her into the limelight, mm-hmm. even not even just with SKE fans, but even with AKB fans mm-hmm. as well. Because that character is so fucking iconic. Mm-hmm. Like, if you ask anyone about Majisuka Gakuen, they're going to talk about Gekikara first. Yeah. Like, here's a story. I don't know if I've ever told you, but my sister's really, really into K-pop boy bands. And the very, very first concert we went to, we got, like, the best tickets you can get where you're standing right in front of the stage. Mm-hmm. And we had made friends with this girl. I don't remember her name. Um, but we were chit-chatting away before it started. And I don't know what came up, how it came up, but I started talking about Machisuka Gakuen mm-hmm. to her. I was like, oh, do you know anything about it? And she was like, oh, yeah, I fucking love Gekikara. Yeah. I don't... And I was like, all right! <laughs> yeah, I think random, you did mention this to me. Met. But, like, yeah, like, she is one of the, the most iconic characters. It's also why she got I a think... play, you know, at... Yeah, like, I at think Gekikara is the most popular mm-hmm. Majisuka Gakuen character. Yeah. Like, period. Period, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's definitely why Gekikara got a play, because Reina was leaving and they were like, oh, we, we gotta cash you one more time, Yeah, we gotta Sorry. milk this. <laughs> we gotta milk this before it goes. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, I love Gekikara. She's, for Maji 1, she is my favorite queen. You know, she's oh, yeah. one of my favorite characters this season. Um, obviously, she gets fleshed out as the seasons go. Um, but yeah, she just made such an impact. And, and part of that was Rena putting the effort to do that. You know, like, uh, mm-hmm. she put in a little bit of herself in this character and it, it brought Gekikara to life. And I salute yeah. her for that. I, Oh, God, I thank her so much. And I know... People, um, I've seen, this was mostly when it was uh, when more popular, but people will talk about how um, there's only a couple of good actresses and they mention Yuko and they mention Maida and that's it. But I'm like, no, if you really watch the show, there's a lot of good acting going on, you know, maybe not all the time, but like with, like we mentioned with Woda um, and Sashi, the desperation in her voice as she's pleading Gekikara to stop and to not hurt her. It's good acting. And with Reina, just overall, her acting with Gekikara is so good. Yeah. And I I don't know how it was when this show came out, mm-hmm. how people had received it at the time. Mm-hmm. Because, like I've mentioned before, I've only gotten it, I only got into Majisuka Gakuen in 2015. Mm-hmm. So I was at the very tail end. Maji 5 was coming out mm-hmm. when I started watching Maji 1. So I was very, very behind. Um, but I hope at that time they got the appreciation they deserved. I would acting. say for the fans of AKB, definitely. Not necessarily outside mm-hmm. of it as much, probably, because it was... I mean, this was like 2009, 2010, like, you know. Mm-hmm. it. But I, de- I definitely think it helped a lot because Majiska Gakuen not only had such a big like female cast Mm -hmm. it I think it propelled a lot of the girls into uh more acting things you know I think it was kind of one of the 
because it was their biggest their biggest project yet like it mm-hmm. definitely gave them so much more experience it gave them uh, more opportunities so it might not have been as big in like outside of the idol scene uh, but people were aware mm-hmm. of it at the very least they were aware of its existence even like casual like super casual fans or not even like you know people who weren't necessarily fans like they were definitely aware of the show um mm-hmm. so it i mean it spun like what six seasons um two plays six seasons two plays one of those seasons is a spinoff and then there's another spinoff mm-hmm. that had its own play yeah i think at the very least it resonated with fans I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. like, people are like, oh, I just want to see my fave on screen. And that's, you know, that's part of it, too. But I think there's mm-hmm. something, because the girls put something a little bit of themselves in these characters, that it makes, these characters make the show. You know, like, the plot necessarily oh, yeah. doesn't make the show. Though I will say that Maji One has a pretty strong, like, character plot, um, for the most part. Mm-hmm. The girls put themselves, a little bit of themselves in this show, and, and... The characters are where everything shines, and they have such great acting moments uh, that are, like, are raw, like, these raw acting moments that are, I don't, I won't say that they were necessarily appreciated as much, but I think all of us, you know, if you were to, if people were to go back and watch this and then watch how, you know, uh, these girls have grown, you could see, like, you know, despite the fact that this was one of their first big bigger productions that they definitely Mm -hmm. had a lot of talent there you know um, a lot of raw talent and you definitely Mm -hmm. see the beginnings of it in in this show uh for sure uh there were a couple things Mm -hmm. i remember i wanted to mention one of them was the design thing uh i have a lot of notes about gekikaru's design with both uh what i just said Mm -hmm. but also with just how gekikaru looks which part of the hair that Reina, the design that Reina came up mm-hmm. with, really settles it. Mm-hmm. Gekikaru's design makes no sense. No. <laughs> Her clothing doesn't make any sense. The hair doesn't make any sense. And it's perfect. Because it kind of, it being all over the place shows just by looking at the character how chaotic this character mm-hmm. is. Um, and nonsensical a little bit. And I think it really. Um, because I know Reyna, I think it was like 17 or 18, I think, when they were recording mm-hmm. it. So she was still very young. Mm-hmm. But it with the contrast of how round Reyna's face is, it's perfect. Because, like, if Gekikar looked like a normal student, you'd be like, oh, what a sweet student, mm-hmm. you know? But because that they, they have that cute, that super cute face, mm-hmm. but then they have all of these pieces that are kind of random... Uh, I know their skirt is, like, shorter on one end than the other. They have one sock pulled all the way up, and then the other one's rolled all the way down. Their hair's whatever the fuck that's going on. <laughs> uh, it very much is... It's a very excellent character design, because it's, like, there's the contrasting feeling of... This character is cute, which is more significant, actually, later. <laughs> um, in the musical, it's kind of more mentioned. Um... But it contrasts with, you know, how chaotic, how kind of messy the rest of their character design is. I don't know. I draw, so that's something I just, I really appreciate. And it makes Gekikaru to me very rememberable, rememberable how to draw, even if 
every artist draws Geki's hair differently. <laughs> because we're all like, what the fuck is that? I mean, just wait till you see a different characters in season four. Like, that's a mess. Um, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about... Let's talk about the fight. Um, which we kind of already did, but I just mm-hmm. kind of want to reiterate my love for it. It's so good. Yeah, it's, it's also I, the one fight God. that I think is the longest... Yeah, right? it's like eight minutes yeah, long. Yeah, it's really long. Um, it's a good... Ch- it's like at least, I would say, over a fourth of the episode. Yeah. Because each episode are like 28 minutes, mm-hmm. so it would be like just over a fourth. Yeah. But that's huge, considering um, most episodes, the fight probably lasts maybe... If you put it all together, it would be like a minute. Yeah. Some even shorter, if we were talking, like, just the physical part, mm-hmm. considering, I mean, Chibi, I got knocked out. So, the fact that it's eight minutes long is crazy. And the fact it's just so raw. It's so violent yeah. and aggressive. It's wild. I think what um, it is, too, is that, like, this is really the first fight fight between Maida and the Queen. Like, the first one where oh yeah it feels like there are stakes you know because we had talked previous episodes how shibuya's episode was a different kind of fight how black's fight was more power about the power of friendship but this was a really like no holds bar fight between maida and the queen and it's Mm -hmm. one that is really was really really needed after those two previous ones where they were sort of I, w- I would say Black's was more of a letdown. Yeah. And, I mean, Chibuya's in some people's eyes was also a, a letdown. Because it was, like, introduction to the queens. But it is it is kind of like a redemption. Yeah, it is a redemption. And what a redemption. And for real, it's so satisfying. Uh, and what makes it even better, I think, is the fact that Gekikar didn't really lose. You know, like, this is someone oh, who yeah. could match Maida toe for toe. And mm-hmm. that's the kind of character we really needed to see because every mm-hmm. everything up until this point was like, oh, like, nothing can stop Maida, right? Like, everybody tries to fight yeah. her, but, like, she beats everybody down. And, like, this is a character who didn't... That didn't really happen to, right? Because, like, she could give as mm-hmm. much as she got. And it's oh, what God. makes this fight so good, right? So good. It just mm-hmm. gives it more meaning. It, it gives it more weight, I just love it so much because it's essentially what a real fight would look like, you know, like no fight is just cool moves and flashy move or flashy moves or mm-hmm. all well thought out stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> there's no style over it. Right. There's no, there's no style there. It's just, it's all just hits. Right. It's, there's mm-hmm. nothing flashy about it. It's just raw and, un- and uncomfortable and violent and, and gross and bloody and it just makes it mm-hmm. so good. No, because I, I mentioned I wanted to talk about it later. Uh, speaking of which, we were talking about how Geki's actually kind of brilliant for going after yeah. all of Midas' friends very slowly. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to mention briefly, I know we're talking about the fight, but it kind of ties in, I guess, about Gekikara as a character. Because a lot of people um, do kind of just see not everyone. I'm going to say definitely, well, definitely not us. And I know some other people didn't, but a lot of people do see Gekikara as just like the, oh, she's crazy. Yeah. 
but after watching this episode and like us talking about it, it really it really hits me like, no, Gekigar actually planned this out. No, that's what I was talking about, you know, like they're mm-hmm. you know, everything about them, like it almost seems like what is in front of you is what you're gonna get, but really Gekigar really thought this out. Like she had to have mm-hmm. like looked into okay, who hangs out with Maida? Who has a history with her? Uh-huh. Who is her friends, right? She had to look that up. Mm-hmm. Like, she had to go and do some investigating. She had to go do some planning. And there's more thought there than you think, you know? Like, it's not all uh-huh. just raw know, animal. Make... And it's just, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. I mean, I definitely would call Kara a feral person. Oh, because... yeah. Yes. <laughs> but not all the time. Kara, it's... I think a part of what I was I meant by when I was saying people think that the main part of Geki is that Geki's crazy is that they also kind of maybe think that's that's it. Geki's crazy, just violent, dumb. Maybe I know I make jokes about Geki not being able to read, but shh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a joke. Dumb. She could be dumb in some ways, right? Like not necessarily, not necessarily yeah, like academically. Probably. You know, but she's probably read, really street but... smart. Yeah, no, I and mean, like, like I said, this all this fight smarting, all this episode took. Wow, me. Okay. This whole episode, <laughs> like, let's think about when we first see the Kabuki sisters. Like, Gigakara had mm. to research. Okay, what, where, how does Maida get home after school? Like, what path does she take? Mm-hmm. Okay, who hangs out there? Oh, I know. Aren't they her friends? The Kabuki sisters. Right. So exactly. she had to have planned that. She tied them up and waited. Like, like exactly. You know, like I was gonna. Pretty that's brilliant. What I was gonna say was like it could have been Geki just fought them and left them there, but no, Geki Kara actually, like I said, used them as bait, tied them up and put them, and their sad defeat in state on display to make sure that Mida sees it as Mida walks by. God. Yeah, it's so good. It's like if you think about it, right? Like. I would even say Gekikara was playing her own kind of mind mind games with with Maida. Like she mm-hmm. definitely was intimidating her in their first meeting. Mm-hmm. She's like, "I'm someone you don't want to fuck with, but I'm gonna sh- fuck your shit up real good." Um, mm-hmm. But I know that you're not gonna fight me right off the bat, so I'm gonna make sure that I push you to that, so that you can meet me one on one in a level that I want you to. And I think that's just amazing, you know, to have all that forethought. It's so good. Uh, and and it, it's so we good. need to give oh, Gekikara that that credit, right? That she's actually more mm-hmm. than what she appears to be. She's not just dumb and brutal, uh, a dumb and brutal beast, mm-hmm. right? Like, who can take a hit? Um, she actually has to have some thought into it. And I think a lot of people disregard that part, but it does... It's easy to miss, you know? It's like, this is just oh, yeah. a Yankee show, right? Like, it... It's all for fun and mm-hmm. games, and and that's fine too. But like, I think that we owe it to Gicky Carr the character to give her that credit that she deserves oh, for yeah. for setting up this whole episode and cornering my and making sure that Maida didn't have any other choice than to face her on one on one. So, mm-hmm. so what what would your rating be for this L? Uh, mine my rating actually, um, I have to mention it briefly. The when they're back in the hallway in the fight, like when Geki like bites 
Atsuko's arm and everything. There's a specific guitar solo that's going on. It's 100% unique to that scene. And so my rating is like 12 incredible guitar solos out of a broken pencil. Holy fuck. I'm dead. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's just... We've mentioned it already in this episode, but it's so... It's so good. And it's so significant and so satisfying i think that's the biggest thing is that after the last two episodes this feels so satisfying and maybe even like what not necessarily to this extent where like everyone's all bloodied and gored up but like maybe in some people's eyes maybe this is what the fight should have been all, all along with the queens you know yeah more brutal more serious fights um, although both of them do have their significant points. Like we mentioned with Shibuya, it's a, it's a whole different kind of fight and it's very significant. Yeah. Shibuya, not Shibuya, <laughs> Maida and Daruma in particular. I'd give it like also, several lost teeth, bloody lost teeth, <laughs> uh, out of a whole set of teeth, I guess. I don't know. It's just really good. Out of a whole box of teeth. Out of a whole box of teeth. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just amazing. I think, uh, and it's, and this is, and it's parts like this where the episode, like where not just the episode, but the show really shines. And yeah, I wish we did have more moments like this, but uh, there's only so much you can do in like twelve episodes. Uh, and but I, I'm glad that we did yeah. get this fight. Uh, it was mm-hmm. what the show needed. Uh, what the audience needed to see and what the story needed. Um, oh, yeah. Which I, I want to talk about, I guess, a little bit again. Uh, and we had talked about this in, earlier in this podcast, but like, you know, Maida's. Maida can't run away from her past forever. You know, like, it's going to mm-hmm. catch up to her. And th- this is her past is starting to catch right, up. Right, exactly. And she can try it to ignore it. Being a kind of pre cursor yeah it's so what happens next essentially episode? and she can try to pretend it didn't happen she can try to shut it down but it's it has to mm-hmm. come you know it it you have to face all your trauma to be able to move on from it Maida is stubborn and she doesn't want to but you know it's it's coming at her either way and it did right you had this girl arena come up to her and say you killed minami and no one in that school is supposed to know who minami is Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and suddenly you just ha- just this random freshman kid comes up to you and is like, calls you a murderer and knows who Minami is. So it's definitely caught up to Maida, and next episode we will see her have to confront all those things that she doesn't want to confront, and it's gonna be really mm-hmm. interesting to see, uh, how that progresses. I'm excited. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for the next episode. I'm really excited. Um, these two these I, two episodes are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Me too. Um, I know some people, when I would talk to them, said that this episode was the one that scared them, and mm-hmm. I understand completely. Gekikar is terrifying. Um, she really is. But I, I'm going to say now, this episode didn't scare me, probably because I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time, not necessarily frightened, just like, oh, my God. <laughs> the violence just ramped up. Yeah. Um, but next episode actually s- scared me a lot. Oh really? So, 
Yeah. That's crazy. Torigoya in particular. We'll find out what why in the um, next one. Yeah, Torigoya is an interesting character uh, who doesn't get enough of the spotlight to really mm-hmm. showcase her in her full glory, but we'll get to that. Um, this episode, I'm trying to remember if it scared me when I first watched it, and I don't think it did. I think I was just really, f- like, I loved it a lot, and I was, like, super fascinated mm-hmm. by Genkikara, the character. Um, uh-huh. But I don't think it scared me. And the next episode doesn't... It doesn't scare... No, it didn't scare me. It was just, like, very, like, oh, shit. Like, you know, like, this is... Mm-hmm. You know, things have definitely been taken up to 11. Um, oh, yeah. The notch gets turned to 11. Mm-hmm. And then... To 12. <laughs> yeah. We're almost done, This Elle. episode was 11. Yeah. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. Oh my god. How did that happen? Uh, yeah. Damn. So I can't wait. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to the people who stuck with us. Um, oh, yeah, thank you. Until this, sorry yeah. with our uploading. I know. Our schedules are so Horrendous uploading random schedule. and awful and it's just the worst. <laughs> but yeah, so where can we find you, Elle? You can find me at Almighty Yuna at Tumblr at tumblr.com also almightyuna at twitter.com i know the last time i was like oh ho ho i have something planned uh life happened so i didn't get it done in time who knows maybe i'll get it done by the time this episode actually comes out but it'll most likely be on twitter maybe on tumblr depends uh so i would say go look because maybe I'll have it done. If not, please keep an eye out. I'm trying to actually upload things. Please look. <laughs> um, yeah, so check that out. Hopefully it'll be up soon. If not, probably by next podcast it will be. You can find me on Twitter at matidayo at twitter.com. You can find me on Tumblr at suspiciouswarriorhonmayan. Uh, you can find this podcast on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. On Spotify. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple other ones, some other podcast apps, but those are the big three ones you can find us on. You can also find us on our Twitter at Machidayo, the podcast Twitter as well. And if you have any questions you want to send in, anything you actually want us to discuss or touch upon for these past eight episodes, uh, feel free to send it to our email, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, other than that, I think we're done, right? Um, Do you have anything well, briefly. else? Very, very fast. Uh, the Maji counter. Oh, that's right. One. <laughs> one. Yeah. It's the one Gekikara says, which, to be honest, I don't think really needed to have been said. Uh, but yeah, I don't even think it counts, to, get one to be in. honest. But yeah, you got <laughs> one. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for listening, guys. Thank you for your continued support. And we'll see you next time. Have a Maji day. Maji <laughs> day.